Hey folks, I'm Shelly with Humble Seed Yoga, your yoga therapist focused on endometriosis. By the end of this video, we'll explore this disease in a little bit more detail. We'll understand some of the common symptoms that come along with endometriosis and what you'll need to help facilitate and advocate for yourself in order to get a proper diagnosis. So get comfortable, we're fixing to get into it. Let's get into it. Endometriosis. It's a disease that has a little bit of a funny name, but um, certainly not fun to experience. Endometriosis is a disease where tissue similar to the endometrial lining that is found within the uterus is found outside of the uterus, anywhere within the peritoneum. This space within uh, the pelvic cavity and even within the torso. Uh, I say that the tissue is similar because it doesn't behave like normal endometrial tissue does within the uterus. This stuff can just really wreak havoc on things that it attaches to. And there are some theories about why endometriosis happens, but they're all theories. We don't fully understand what the cause of the disease is. So a lot of the treatments are based on these theories. Now, with endometriosis, it's uh, one of those diseases that is an inflammatory type of state. And because tissue is not functioning as it should, and it's found outside of bounds of where one would expect it to be, it can cause some damage. First and foremost, it can lead to a lot of pain. And unfortunately, it can be a little tricky bugger as far as the pain that it um, stimulates. It can range from deep throbbing, cramping pain to stabbing pains and anywhere in between. Endometriosis can also cause a lot of organ damage. There have been reports of endometriosis that have been found on the diaphragm and even traveling into the lungs and can create a collapsed lung. And I don't need to tell anybody, if you can't breathe, that's a little bit of a problem. It can also attach to the bowels, any part of the bowel or even on the rectum. And in many cases, uh, you might need to have a resectioning of the bowel to take that endometrial lesion off. Um, so it can really cause a lot of damage. Now, a lot of times it's also associated with infertility and it might be the root cause if you're not able to get pregnant. And while endometriosis is often associated as a reproductive disease, this really should be challenged because there's a lot of research that maybe is pointing to perhaps it being an immune system disease. And so for us to write it off as just a women's issue might not be fair either because there have been some instances where endometriosis is found in men. Now, 
I can talk in great detail about some of this research and I probably will in another video, but I want to stay focused that this is the type of challenge that's presented with someone with endometriosis. It can really create a lot of damage, not just to the physical body, but to the mental body and to the heart. And a lot of pain and discomfort and longing if you want children to find that it's preventing that from happening. Now, what are the symptoms of endometriosis? And of course, pain is one of the primary factors. But pain can be experienced in many different ways. Perhaps you might have shoulder pain, uh, and that might be an instance where the endometriosis has attached to the diaphragm and it's literally preventing or impeding the diaphragm from moving when you're taking a breath. That's a little bit of a problem. Pain can also be felt in the form of sciatica, depending on where the endometriosis lesion attaches to. That's certainly a possibility. And some folks find pain within the front part of their hips. So whether it's sciatica in the back or in the front, that's the case. Some people uh, have so much endometriosis, maybe in the forms of endometriomas, that it's on their ovaries and they have uh, severe abdominal pain. You can have pain with your bowel movements. Just trying to go and have a bowel movement can be excruciating pain. And there's also the pain that comes with just trying to have sex with your partner. If you've got endometriosis in those areas, that certainly can happen. So we can see that it can really negatively impact your life if you're dealing with endometriosis. Other symptoms include fatigue. And the fatigue factor is uh, definitely real experience. It can really just suck the life out of you and just make you so tired. You can also have migraines and just a swing in hormones and insomnia. Anytime that there's a pain condition, it can certainly impact sleep and the ability to rest. So the impact of this disease is quite broad and deep. Now, of course, we've talked a little bit about some of the damage that the disease can do and some of the symptoms that are associated with it, but how do you get a diagnosis? Well, that, my friends, requires you to see your doctor to discuss getting a laparoscopic surgery. Currently, that's really the primary way to get a diagnosis, and that in and of itself is just kind of a heavy point as far as I'm concerned to be having uh, to, to have a disease that requires a surgery to confirm that it's there um, while they say it's minimally invasive surgery anytime they're poking holes in you and sticking instruments in uh, kind of feels invasive to me but it is what it is now, you might be wondering, well, can't that be determined through an ultrasound or an MRI? And the research is showing it depends. Now, in the case that you have endometriosis in the form of an endometrioma on your ovary, let's say, then an ultrasound might be able to pick that up. That's totally possible, depending on the size. But it might not pick up other lesions. And for it to potentially show up in an MRI, the nodule has to be a certain size and MRI may or may not pick it up. 
That's why a laparoscopic surgery is really the best means of getting the diagnosis and you have to work with your medical provider on this. They'll literally do a surgery, insert some cameras, and a trained specialist will be able to see whether endometriosis is present. But here again, another challenge with this bugger of a disease. Not all GYNs are trained in being able to identify what endometriosis looks like. It's tricky, guys. Sometimes endometriosis might have dark spots or bloody and that might be easy to see, but some lesions might be whitish or even a little pink. So having somebody that's highly trained and specialized in this disease is very important. Otherwise, you might be at risk of going through a laparoscopic surgery to try and get a diagnosis to hear that you don't have it when maybe you do. That's a scary thought. Now, what might arise is some judgment towards our medical professionals, and this just isn't fair, unfortunately. There needs to be so much more research in this disease to educate doctors way more than the education that they've been given. They simply aren't trained well enough in most cases to be able to identify this. And so it goes unnoticed, it goes missed. But again, they're not being malicious. They just don't know. When we kind of think about education and training, we have to understand that our doctors only know the training that they have. And if they haven't done a deep dive in identifying endometriosis, unless it's obvious, they might miss it. So this comes to the point where we can start to see some factors of why yoga therapy for endometriosis is a supportive type of modality. You can watch my other video on what yoga therapy is all about, but we're dealing with a disease that is multifaceted and complex. Number one, we don't know what causes it. That's a challenge. We have some treatment options, but there's no guarantee that those treatment op options will stop it in its tracks. We can manage some things with some diet and lifestyle, which are good things to do anyway. And then we have laparoscopic surgery and excision and other techniques, but not all of them are able to take care of everything. And if we do learn that this is more of an immune system disease where doctors can cut out what they see at the time, if more grows, then we're in this cycle of having surgery after surgery. And if you're already an endometriosis warrior, you might already have that experience where you've gone through a few surgeries. This type of reality can create some challenge for us. The mind has a tendency of creating stories and we tend to focus on what's negative and creating challenge for us, not as a means of being inspired by it, but sometimes it can really get heavy. When we have pain within the body or even are written off by some medical folks that don't understand the disease, we can be told that it's all in our heads and the burden that comes to our hearts with that type of reality, it makes a huge difference on our quality of life. There's so much physical pain that is involved with all of this. We are really challenged to be able to stay in what's real and fight that 
experience of being victimized by the experience. And of course, there are times where we don't get the right treatments, we don't get the right care, we don't get the right support, and that's going to happen. Yoga therapy helps bring us back to ourselves to understand our own experience and to challenge us to stay out of those stories and be in what's real so we can get grounded in what we need to do to take the right action for ourselves, to advocate for our own care, to care for ourselves, and to support others on the journey. I hope this video has been helpful to understand endometriosis in a little bit more detail and how yoga therapy can be a supportive modality. I'll talk to you soon.